0: Listening to the Wonder Women of Aviation, a podcast that helps preserve the history of women in aviation and highlights women involved in aviation. Each episode, we meet with women, both in and out of the cockpit, to talk about their passions, experiences, the history of aviation, and how they make an impact. So strap in and hang on tight as we soar through the skies with these Wonder Women of Aviation.
1: The following podcast is presented for entertainment purposes and should not be used as flight instruction. The comments, opinions, and discussions provided by guests are their own. Please consult your own CFI for flight instruction, knowledge, and AC operation.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Wonder Woman of Aviation podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Brittany Nielsen. Brittany is an air show announcer for GN air shows. Um, I describe it as storytelling in the sky. Her high energy and enthusiasm has audiences on the edge of their seats as she takes them into the cockpit and shares detailed information about oh, aircraft oh, oh, oh. and the pilot. Straight oh. in front of us, Patrick. Oh.
1: You will see Patrick push. He hit, F1S to the extreme, and that's why this show is called
0: Extreme Flight. That's it looks Brittany, I want to thank you for being here.
1: Hello, thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. It is my remote version of air show announcing right now and I'm so excited to talk to you.
0: I am so happy to talk to you too. For those of us that aren't familiar, for our viewers that aren't familiar with GN air shows, can you tell us a little bit more about the team? How would you describe your team or your act?
1: Absolutely. So you know what? That's how I got started. I am an aviation fanatic and I love airplanes and I loved attending air shows, but I really didn't figure out a niche for myself, right? So I started out learning about aviation. I took an introductory flight and just really was bitten by the bug. And I met my husband. So my husband is Grant Nielsen with the Jan air shows. And he had told me, you know what? You should be my announcer. And I said, I have no idea what you're doing. I, you, you take off, you do these amazing, beautiful aerobatic maneuvers in the sky. They're gorgeous, but I don't know what they're called. I don't know the technical terms. And he said, but you love to tell the story. And I said, you're right. You are absolutely, absolutely right. I love to tell the story. So I was introduced to it and I have been learning. I am very new into the circuit of air show announcing, but I love it. I love engaging our audiences and really learning with my audience through this whole process of maneuvers and is it negative g positive g what are they feeling what are they experiencing what is happening before my eyes and that has been my approach to this whole process is i'm not an expert but i'm willing to learn and i'm willing to just share those very personal stories of our amazing pilots and our volunteers and our sponsors And all of the efforts that truly go into making a show a dynamic show. So that's how I was introduced into air show announcing. And I just truly appreciate learning from the greats and our veterans that have been doing it, but also just figuring out my own avenue and my path. And I am who I am. And this is what you get on the announcer stage.
0: (laughs) And I, I've heard you announce, you've actually announced for my husband, Patrick, and you are amazing. Um, it's, it's interesting. I kind of started out the same way with you. I, but, um, you know, I'm still learning. And, you know, one of the questions that I did have from an announcer standpoint is the lingo, right? You, you started out with, you know, learning all the maneuvers because they are maneuvers. I know some people call them stunts, but they're maneuver. And I'm still kind of confused as to you know, what's right side up, what's upside down, what's a loop, what's a, I am like still at the beginning stages and I've been married to him for so long. And how do you learn all the maneuvers? Like, what is your process, your learning process? Do you sit there and watch him practice or does he like, do you watch, like, I've been watching a bunch of like movies. And I'll be like, babe, what's that? What's that? I know the crap out of him. Right. But
1: <laughs> yeah, no. And that um, for me, My job is to represent our shows, right? That's my whole job. So early on, I went to judges school (laughs) and I learned a rusty symbols, which was crazy helpful because there were some pilots, um, and they're amazing. And they said, okay, here's my, my chart. Here's what I'm doing. This is what I'm flying. And it was all a rusty symbols. Mm -hmm. And I was going, okay all right, I need to learn this and I need to better myself in this, right? So, um, the International, um, Council of Aerobatics or the IAC, that was a huge avenue for me to just learn the basics. So in judges school, when we look at nationals and we look at competition flying, we see all all the maneuvers broken down. So here's a P loop. Here's, a you know, shark's tooth. Here is a snap roll. Here's a quarter snap. Here's all of those little maneuvers. So through judges school, I was able to understand the basics um, and really be able to read a rusty symbols, which was really significant in announcing. And the thing with announcing is our pilots, they need to be able to have the flexibility to change. I mean, we have density altitude that happens. We have winds, we have weather, we have other things happening. And for me, my job as a narrator, or an air show announcer, is really to reassure the pilot that you do whatever you want. I'm going to make you sound and look phenomenal. I don't care if you go from, a loop into a Cuban eight into a hammerhead and your routine said that you're going from a loop to a hammerhead.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm going to roll with it with you and I'm going to make you sound phenomenal. That's my job. That's my whole job is to provide that experience. You're providing all the entertainment. I'm just narrating it. Um, so that really helped me early on my, my husband truthfully was very honest in saying, you know, people come to an air show, half of them can't believe that you're flying what you're flying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, quite truthfully, others are just assuming you're going to crash Yeah, and I'm going, Oh, okay. So there are times that I will say that was, a inverted flat spin mm-hmm someone will nudge me and say, he was upright. I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I didn't see it, but you know what? You do the best you can. Right. And you just tell the story. And as long as you're sharing that story and you're educating yourself as the, you know, to the best of your ability, that's what we do. That's what we're there to do is provide that entertainment and really just the story behind the amazing maneuvers. You know, that with Patrick. I mean, the things that they do in that cockpit, I will never be able to explain the extent of practice and time and energy and the mental capability of being there and doing that. They're all alone in this cockpit. Yeah. And their whole goal is to perform each single minute maneuver to the best of their abilities. And we will never grasp the full concept of that on the ground.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, it's I, crazy. <laughs> so say, I'm like, how do you do that? Because I could never do that. And I you're know. right. It takes a lot of just practice and just, I mean, you really have to be in that mental um, space, like to just be focused and driven. And it, it's, I mean, I, I've been all of all performers, um, cause I, I could never do that.
1: I know. So, I mean, honestly, between ICAS and IAC, they have been just great platforms to learn and grow and just ask, ask those technical questions of, okay, what is that maneuver? And what does it feel like when you perform that maneuver in the cockpit? Because that's what I want to share mm-hmm. with all of us on the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you do a great job. Like I said, you, you, you narrate the story in a way that intrigues your audience and you keep their attention. So kudos to you.
1: Oh, thank you. Well, it's hard, right? Because we have experts in our audience. I mean, I know Grant and I go to air shows and we love it. And we also have an insight to what they're doing, but we also know we have those three-year-olds to those 90-year-olds. We have our vets hanging out with us. I mean, it's just... We speak to all generations when we're at an air show.
0: Oh, yeah, we do. I mean, and, and I've seen the shift in the dynamics. So you have experts, you have, you know, newbies, you have people who have never been to an air show. So it's just engaging that audience and, and educating them in the way. Be like, you know, this is who we are. This is what we're about what we're about and the history behind it. So there's a lot of history behind um, aerobatics, which a lot of people aren't aware of. which is why I started doing the podcast. Cause I'm like, there is just so much history and not just with men, but women in aviation. So I'm like, let's just tell the story. So.
1: And this is so great because it's not just about flying, right? Aviation is so much more than just flying. And I am so appreciative of you doing this because you're really showcasing and shining a light on all of the areas that we can contribute to the world of aviation.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. I want to talk about more about your role in the team. So you are, um, you're an announcer, but I know that you do more for your husband and GN air shows. So can you tell me more about, I guess, from on season, off season, during air shows, like what is your support on the ground? What does that look like?
1: So that's a really great question. And honestly, with the GN air shows and with Grant Nielsen, my husband, we've been just massaging what that looks like, because when I started announcing for him, it was wonderful. I showed up to the air show. I was his crew chief, right? I could feel the airplane and sure, we had the oil, the smoke oil go through the inspection of the plane i could talk through our egress with our um, safety teams i could do all of that i also managed then the social media aspects so i could do live feeds and photo ops and so many different things when i was just announcing for him and after a year when i was just announcing for our Air shows and for grant and bubbles it developed into getting requests to announce full air shows, which we quickly realized, as far as a GN Air Show team, that I was being removed then from some of those major support roles as you know, the crew chief and really the PR person for our business so we've been learning and adapting. What does that mean? Am I booked solo? I have some air shows that I am booked just as an announcer and he's not performing at. And then there's times that we are both at the air show, which is great, but still it limits my capacity as an announcer for his support role. And then there's other times that he's booked and I'm not. So we're adapting and we're learning and we're growing what's, what's best for us and for our business. Um, but it's fun. I, you know, some of the moments that really speak to my heart is when I show up at an air show and you know what, some of my favorite air shows, honestly, is what I call our grassroots air shows. Mm -hmm. They barely pull things together. It's for the community. They have very limited, you know, resources and supplies, but we just come rolling in and we're going to give them a show. Whether it's a huge show with our jet teams or grassroots mom and pop show, we're going to give them our show. And what I love is that moment they realize you have more to contribute than what our contract says. Mm -hmm. And when I can step in and say, you know what, Um, I'd be happy to just help announce your show. Let me, let me do that. And they, they can lean on you for that. That's, that's why we do what we do is, um, you know, not only for our business, but really to help those that are just trying to keep us alive and keep the air shows in our really small and local communities.
0: I definitely have to agree. Like my my favorite type of shows are the grassroots shows where you know you you roll into a small little town and you find the little airport. You go, you know, I drive to most of the shows, so I'm the ground support for my husband as well. And I'm just like, where am I? (laughs) And then exactly (laughs) yes. You're like, okay, there's the windsock. I'm at an airport. Like that's the yes. only way that I know that I've made it, but um, it's pretty amazing. Like the interaction with the community, the crowd, they're, they're in awe of the performers. They look up to them and it just, you know, it gives you a sense of
1: pride. It does. It really does. And I, I mean, being at a number of shows with Patrick, it's, you have those and then your next shows at an Air Force base. Yeah. And the last time I, I went to an Air Force base, And I had all my credentials and they said, okay, you're free to go. And I said, if you were an airplane, where would you go? Because (laughs) I had no concept of where the hangar was in reference to my check-in point. So it's just really being resourceful and figuring it out.
0: (laughs) I'm laughing because it's like, we've we've gotten lost. (laughs) Yes. we go. just follow the airplanes. Okay.
1: Exactly. I'm like, if you were an airplane, where would you land? Because that's where I want to (laughs) go.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. So it does take a certain personality to become an air show announcer. Is there some like schooling behind it or what does it take to become an air show announcer?
1: So that's really great. Um, a great question because I'm still learning. And one of the things I've leaned on ICAS, our International Council of Air Shows, is to say, can we develop some mentorship programs? Because as someone new coming into the industry, I really want to be involved and I want to learn and I want to grow. And my big thing is... I feel like I've come to a certain point where I've added, you know, the music components, I've added some recordings. um, I'm able to really just be impromptu and adapt with our situations and just go with a flow, which is very much what you need as an announcer. Um, But it's really something that I would love to lean on a veteran announcer to say, what are you doing? What are your best tips and tricks so that we truly create this succession plan in air show announcing and in our industry, um, and really help to develop others. So so while I know there's competition and other things, um, I really pride myself in just doing the best that I can. And I think for any of my air shows and I'm, If they were to chime in, I think they have a full understanding of what they're receiving. So you get Brittany Nielsen, you get her quirkiness, you get her outgoing personality who's going to engage with the crowd if she can, and you're going to have the music. But I also, I understand my scope. And so I am very much um, honest and upfront with, here's what I come with. And here's what I'm going to provide you. Um, I've had some air shows that have said, we don't know a lot about you. um, And that's great. That's really good. And I said, you need to get what's best for your show. It's just with any other actor, performer, right? You need what's best for you. Um, But I've had some shows that have attended other air shows that I've announced. And I love that because I am who I am. And I think that's the best thing about airshow announcing is I'm not trying to be anyone else. You get the quirky, fun, outgoing Brittany, who is going to be super energetic and loves the microphone and will interview our pilots and interview our audience and really just share the stories from the sky. And that's what I do. And I've learn to embrace that and not to compare myself to others because I know there's a niche for me Mm -hmm. as well as all of my other colleagues and amazing narrators who are out there and we have such a small industry that I want to be as collaborative as possible and I love to be that person that said you know what I actually can't do that show but my friend might be available here's their number and maybe we can connect you with them and we keep our network growing and building based on that collaboration.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's definitely about collaboration.
1: So it is. And I love, I mean, as you and I have done in Vegas, how many times, what else is going on? What else can (laughs) we do? How can we improve this and make it better? And I love that think tank, right? It's that opportunity where we can just brainstorm and pitch ideas to one another. And all of a sudden something bubbles out of it and it's amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. And I love your idea of, you know, creating a network for, um, you know, incoming or newcomers that want to either be an announcer or whatever it may be. I think there's definitely a niche for that. So, Ooh, that's interesting.
1: It is. It. We're we're working on it. We need more mentorship. We right, you know, we have to break down those those silos and those barriers of competition. Yeah. And we really need to embrace succession planning and development and how to make this industry even more robust and intriguing to others.
0: Yes, absolutely. I was just gonna ask, did you, I mean, you did mention some mentors. Do you have any mentors or people that have kind of helped you along the way or you've just kind of found your own way?
1: So yes and no. I, <laughs> If you get to know me, um, I'm not afraid to ask questions and I'm not afraid to just lean in. So I, I have a number of people that, especially with ICAST and our convention, um, have just asked questions and learned from them. Um, and I've had really great Um, air show announcers that have shared some trade secrets (laughs) and tips, but I've also had to really learn how far do I want to grow and develop as an air show announcer. I have a full-time professional career. Um, I'm still a student. I'm still working on my private pilot's license after I soloed I am a pilot because I soloed, Uh, but I have all of these other goals and dreams and hopes. So I have to also be very cautious to really define my scope and be a little bit particular on how far I want to take air show announcing. Um, So I've, I've really strived to understand that. Um, But there are so many phenomenal people, those that do it full-time as a living oh they're amazing and then those like me who are you know what we we do it we maybe announce for six shows a season uh but we love the industry and we want to support it and we want to continue in a small footprint of that that niche
0: yeah. And there's a, a lot of, like you said, amazing announcers out there. And, you know, when I hear them and I even hear, you know, someone like yourself, I, I often wonder, I'm like, that does take a lot of guts and, you know, planning. I, how do you plan for announcing an air show? Do you, I'm just curious more about the prep time. I'm getting into the logistics of things, but are there any things you can share like from, because I know you can't just talk up there and talk. Well, I guess you can, but I'm just curious what your process is.
1: You can. That's a. It's a great question, and something I'm still continuing to develop. But for me, it's trying to reach out to our performers as soon as possible. My whole job is to share anything and everything I can about them, their history, uh, their personal story, their aircraft, their maneuvers, and their sponsors. Right. Mm-hmm. So once you realize that you're really the soundbox for their entire business, it takes on a whole different meaning. It is not about Brittany Nielsen with Jan Air shows. It is about every performer and every sponsor that has helped to develop the show. It is also very much about every volunteer that is there supporting me in being in this, this area. So for me, it's connecting with the pilots um, or the performers. If it's skydiver, if it's uh, the jet truck team, if it's um, anything else that's happening, as soon as I can connect with them, I try to. Um, and the other piece that's really important is bios that we get. Um, scripts that we get are great, um, music also is a huge component of it. So do you have music? If you don't, I always have music. Um, so I, I have that in the, you know, in my back pocket, things like the national anthem. I have that. Don't worry. The singer doesn't show up. We're ready to roll the national anthem. So those types of things. Um, the other thing is that I do, and my husband will laugh at me and I, I hope I can plug names, but Matt Yonkin, Uh oh my goodness. I was announcing for him and I had never announced for him before. And there was a piece called the elephant waltz. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. And I'm going, what is the elephant waltz? What is happening? So I'm in the hotel room. We had practice that night. We did rehearsals. You know, we did the sound checks, everything. It's two in the morning in the hotel room. And my husband nudges me because he has to perform in the morning. That's I have to point. announce in the morning. And he goes, What are you doing? I said, I'm watching The Elephant Waltz on YouTube. And he goes, Why? And I said, because I don't understand and I have to talk about it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just as much as I can do Mm -hmm. to feel confident and to really share the stories. And we joke about it and we told Matt because we had a performance, you know, a couple of weeks later with Patrick and we're all in the parking lot laughing about how two in the morning I'm in the hotel room figuring out what an (laughs) elephant waltz is, right? I had no clue, but it really paid off because when we came time, you know, when it came time for the show and that came up, I was ecstatic because I understood it and I could really speak about it. So those are some of the things that I do. The biggest thing, honestly, is the day of. Uh, Because a lot of times you don't get to connect with your performers. So after we go through our briefing, I'll pull aside and I'll just say, hey, I'm sharing your story. What do you need me to tell? Mm -hmm. What you tell me, I am your voice box right now. And we talk and we share. And those are the really fun stories that will come out um, that I love sharing. The other great thing is I tell them all the time, you don't know what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. so <laughs> prep me for everything you want me to say otherwise I'm going to share my own stories
0: <laughs> free to say what you want to say but exactly some stories, uh, stories
1: and you know what <laughs> honestly too I love when we have our pilots talking back to us during the performance and you know this from Patrick oh yeah you know this girl um <laughs> I when I can turn it over to the pilot themselves, the audience eats them. Let's see if we can go live into chat with Patrick. Patrick, this is Brittany. How's it going up there? <laughs> Patrick, what do you look like from up there? Is it a big crowd you see? They love okay. when you know what they're going into a loop and they're like and pull. Okay. Yep. Okay, I see you guys. I'm waving and they're doing this and we're waving back because I was like you can hear them and see exactly what they're doing now in the cockpit and that's so engaging.
0: That's what I love now with technology. And you can actually see them inside. It's like, you can kind of share that energy with them. And I know my husband, when he, yeah, he giggles all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm giggling with him on the ground.
1: (laughs) You go, babe. (laughs) Exactly. But that's what engages us. And it feels like we're right next to him, right? Like right in the cockpit with him, either next to him or behind him. And it's so great.
0: Yeah, it, it is amazing. Um, you know, since we're talking about husbands, I understand you met your husband at an air show, and I want to talk a little bit about being, you know, you're that ground support, but you're also a wife, right? It's a whole different ball game seeing your the love of your life up there performing. You know these uh, maneuvers that you know can be difficult to watch at times. So, how? How do you, how does that feel? Like, I know what, how I feel when I see him perform, but from, you know, a wife perspective, cause you do have to kind of shift that on and off.
1: That's a great question. Um, I think I come into it with a little bit of a different lens. Um, in, my, in my background, I served as an emergency medical technician. So I was an EMT. Um, so I was, I've been trained in medical Um, I've been a part of the fire department and the ambulance service. So I really have in a weird way, this switch that goes on and off, um, just because I've been trained in that. Um, but I've also learned from fellow colleagues of how are you mentally preparing for the worst situation, right? Which I think is truly, it's hard to talk about, but it's truly important to have that realization. And in my professional career, um, we go through these trainings all the time. So active shooter trainings, um, emergencies at a university or at a college, that's my professional career. We go through this all the time and we're prepared for it. So you also have to mentally prepare for that. I have found myself, um, whether and you know, too, with an air show industry, we're all very close friends. It's family. We know everybody, every performer out there. I feel like I've met or spoken with or connected in one way, shape or form. So it's family up there. Um, And even on the ground, not just up there, but our support services, we're a very close knit family. And what I've learned is if My husband is performing a maneuver and I know his style. I know his capabilities. I know what he rehearses and practices and trains for. Mm -hmm. And if it's pushing what I consider my limits for him as I'm announcing, um, it's very easy for others to tell because I will drop the microphone to the side. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's very much a mental preparation of that maneuver was Beyond my safety threshold Mm -hmm. during announcing. So I will drop the microphone in preparation that something may occur. And if that occurs, I have to flip my switch to not be the wife, but to be an emergency manager at that time, which is strange to say. It sounds heartless, but it's not. It is really that moment of managing a crisis.
0: That totally makes sense. It's not strange at all because I, you know, I kind of have similar background. I used to work for the Department of Aviation where we learned emergency response. We were yes. on the airfield. So yes, like, you know, I, I would kind of follow aircraft whenever they had, you know, we'd call them standby emergencies. So, yes. you know, I, I get into that mindset like, okay, if I feel a certain way, I'm thinking, of that emergency response side of the, of the house. So no, I think you're, you're right to feel that way. Cause you have come from that background.
1: And that's, it is. And it's a yeah. very different, I think. Truly. Truly. I believe that not everyone can do that. Um, yeah. But when we come with that training and that background, um, I have friends and family that come up to me and they'll say, what happened? We saw you drop the mic. And they know, I mean, they know that's just my reset. That is my breather moment, analyzing and go. Um, but I also feel that we have a great platform as announcers to really talk to our colleagues. So if I have a performer that for me as an announcer, I was nervous about for some reason, right? Mm-hmm. Anything that happened, I, Feel that it's my responsibility, and we're all very close. Usually, as friends, to go up and just say, "Hey, FYI, when you did that eight-point roll, I just need you to know." Actually, made me kind of nervous, and that is a good thing because I feel like we hold e- co- each other accountable. Because an air show is not successful, (laughs) right? Right? If we're dealing with emergency situations, we don't want to do that. We really want to have fun. We want to push the edges, you know, push the boundaries, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we want to do it in a safe way. And so I love in our industry that our colleagues are going up to each other going, hey, what happened on that maneuver? Or what was that? Because that seemed to come out weird And I love that they do that and they push each other to be better and safer at the next show.
0: Oh, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it's all about, you know, looking out for one another. And if you see something, say something. They say that in the airline all the time. If you see something, say something. It's just finding the right time and place (laughs) to say it. But, you know, know, making sure that you're looking out for each other. So absolutely. So, I mean, I, I asked that question because, you know, as a wife, you know, yeah, I do have that emergency response background, but when I first met Patrick and I saw him perform, I think literally my heart jumped out (laughs) of my body because I I had never been to an air show. I have never, I never saw aerobatics for me. It was different. Like I was in aviation, more so commercial, but not really air shows. And I'm like, they're purposely doing that. And that's, (laughs) that's my husband. And it's supposed to go upside down and and go to, I'm like, what? (laughs) I, I couldn't comprehend that. <laughs> it's just like my first air show was when we were dating. I mean, later right. towards the later part of my life. And I'm like, okay, now I get it. But, you know, it's still, it's still very real. So it's just, I'm just curious. That was just my own personal curiosity. I'm like, I wonder if I'm the only one.
1: <laughs> Thanks no, no one and, that, and it's such a great question because, you know, I, originally when I started announcing, I never thought of it. Because it was just okay if, that's, if that happens, we go into emergency response mode. Right. Um, but for me, it's that opportunity to really understand my personal connection, but I'll understand the platform that I have. And truthfully, if anything were to happen, you are, you are the voice of emergency management. And you cannot take that lightly. And it's not only my husband, but as you had said too, there are friends, right? Like we know everybody in the industry. And we also know that with our performers, they're often their kiddos and their wives or their spouses or their friends right next to us. Yeah, And we have to be very respectful of our position in that show.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And and our relationships are precious. So that's one thing that I, you know, we all come to the realization that, you know, we're not, um, superhuman. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So no, absolutely. Thanks for answering that. I know it's a tough question to answer, but I'm like, yeah, I just, that's something that's always been on my mind. And you mentioned, um, the ICAST, which is International Council of Air Shows. And I know they do a great job when we go to Vegas of, you know, doing the safety um, panels, which I'm always trying to attend and learn and grow. And, you know, it's, it's being educated as well. and just keeping in the know. So that's, that's one thing that I I love that ICAST does for us as performers and wives and team, because we're part of the team.
1: We are, we truly are. And you know, we've talked about that so much of, it's such a small network that we're constantly sharing ideas and um, collaborating as best as we can.
0: We know we briefly touched on the routine, but I want to know more about bubbles. Where did you get the name? You said it's a CAP 232. Yes, CAP 232, the paint scheme. How, how did you come up with bubbles?
1: So that is a great question Um, so the cap 232 we imported from uh, Toulouse France and the paint scheme is original um, to uh, the aerobatic team in Toulouse it was part of an aerobatic club, and we kept it so. The first time I met my husband, he was debating between a couple different airplanes and I had knowledge of one and he was exploring that and he brought this in. So one of the things I share is uh, Bubbles came to us as a box of adult Legos. (laughs) (laughs) It came in a shipping container in a bunch of pieces with no instructions, and we just had to put our back together. Um, and Grant very early on wanted to change the paint scheme. He thought it was the Dr. Seuss paint scheme, and it would just, it's just silly, right? From my standpoint as a marketing communications airshow announcer, yeah, It was ideal. I thought, here we go. We have this really unique paint scheme that is very prominent. I mean, if you see Bubbles at any air show, she stands out. She really just pops on the air show circuit. And so I loved it. So very early on when we first got her, um, and I was just starting to announce just for Grant we would purchase a whole bunch of bubbles and I would hand them out to everybody. And I had a bubble machine. And as Grant was flying, I would say, okay, everyone get out your bubbles and let's, you know, and they would blow bubbles. So it was this connection of I can engage in the show with my little bubbles that were handed out And with a bubble machine going and bubbles flying in the air. So it actually, the name Bubbles came when we were at Oshkosh and we were talking with a couple of people and it might have even been Robert Armstrong (laughs) that said, oh, you bought Bubbles. Oh, wow. And I, and I looked and I was like, oh, that's it. It's Bubbles and it's stuck. And it's, and we never changed the paint scheme, even though my husband really wanted to change the paint scheme. Because if you look at air shows and then you look at competition flying, it's not the best paint scheme for competition flying when you need clean lines. Yeah. Um, but from an air show standpoint, everybody loves bubbles.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I mean, how could you not?
1: I know. Oh. So so we stuck with it. And, you know, truthfully, I think there are about um, six Cap 232s uh, flying in the U.S. right now. Um, so it's it's exciting. I mean, the Cap is wood and carbon fiber. It's similar to an extra, but she's a little bit bulkier. Um, the ailerons take up the entire wingspan of the Cap. Uh, Debbie Rin Harvey is another one that has a cap and of course Robert Armstrong. So it's great to have that nostalgic tie to it. Um, it's a beautiful airshow plane. you know, a mono wing, um, but the colors just pop from my perspective. If it's cloudy, if it's sunny, uh, the red and yellow and the bubble paint scheme just pops in that blue or gray sky
0: oh I absolutely I love it I just love the same scheme it's so fun and it just makes you happy like and it, well she makes you happy it's interesting you bubbles is a she and
1: our Arl- demon is, is a she, she. <laughs> oh. it's Mother funny out. women in aviation bubbles she pops
0: <laughs> I love it that's what you're gonna start the intro
1: with right <laughs>
0: No, I, I absolutely love your paints scheme. It's so fun and, and engaging. And it, I mean, I could see so the possibilities are endless, like you said, from a marketing perspective. So bubbles is the way to go.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: um, okay. So for GN air shows and yourself, what does, um, I guess this year look like? Where can people that want to learn more about you or even see bubbles and yourself In person where where can they find more information about you
1: oh that's an excellent question thank you um so we are very active in social media so gnairshows.com is our website we are also on facebook and on instagram um and with gnair shows honestly uh my husband and I both have full-time jobs, but we love this industry. And we really, we do our best to manage our personal life, our professional life and our airshow life. And we love to be able to book shows that we can while managing our professional careers, as many of us do. Um, but we are all over. So we started in the Midwest, we are now relocated in Florida, but we still have our hangar in Wisconsin. So, uh, the majority of our air shows have been Midwest, but we are expanding and we're growing. Um, and our presence truly is Instagram, Facebook, and our website. So, that is Grant Nielsen Air Shows or GN Air Shows. And we are excited to answer questions inquiries emails and that can be both on the aerobatic side or on the air show announcing side
0: great i will definitely check out your website and your instagram and your social media and i hope all of my listeners do too and check out that beautiful paint scheme that bubbles has to offer
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) Uh, before i let you go and this was a fun engaging interview so thank you I know it does take a lot of time and money, and most of us can't do it without sponsors. So would you want to pitch just a sponsor pitch so everyone can know the support that you've received for Bubbles and yourself?
1: Absolutely. We would love to do that. So first of all, we would love to thank our sponsors. We have um, Champion Aerospace, Hooker Harness. We cannot thank Hooker Harness enough for all of their sport and their customized details um, to our harnesses in Bubbles. Uh, We'd also like to thank Softy Parachute. We have a customized, beautiful parachute for Grant uh, that matches Bubbles paint scheme, which we absolutely love. Uh, We also have EarthX Battery, uh, Connell Flying Service. Uh, Connell helps us with all of our annuals that we need. Champion Aerospace. I have to give a special shout out to Method Seven for my sunglasses. That oh, when you're announcing and you need sunglasses that are non-polarized and that do not snag your hair, Method Seven has hooked me up. And also Flight Outfitters for my announcing uh, backpack that I use. So we have so many sponsors. Um, We are open. If you have products that you'd like us to try out and, and talk about, we are open to that as well. Um, So just a huge thank you to all of the, all of our sponsors and those that have supported not only myself with Airshow Announcing, but also Dan Airshows.
0: Thank you. Thank you for that pitch. And I want to thank everyone for listening and for the wonderful interview that Brittany gave us but there's more britney's actually going to join the wonder woman of aviation and she's going to co-host which i'm really excited about so thank you for participating and joining us and sponsoring us uh, i appreciate it and i'm looking forward to all the fun interviews we're going to have
1: we're going to have amazing interviews <laughs> <laughs> this is really going to be fun and you know you behind the brains of the operation and everything that you're doing for our industry. I am so excited to do anything and everything to support you.
0: No, oh, I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for tuning into Wonder Women of Aviation. You just heard from me, Brittany Nielsen, talking about G and Air shows. Next up, we have Kelly Garvin, Wing Walker. Kelly talks about her. Her obsession with aviation, air shows, and how a documentary inspired her to climb on the wings of an aircraft and help her conquer her fears. Stay tuned and listen in to the podcast of Wonder Women in Aviation.
0: stop